Today on a Daily Gator Daily Thoughts, we've got more ass ass nine craziness from the crazy cat lady of the media, Joy Reid. We've got the Roseburg City Council in the state of Oregon, and then one of its members, one of its council folks, are about to be canceled if they're not careful. Wait till you hear what got this gentleman in trouble. Oh, we've got a lynch mob all riled up by the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies mascot, and some fan yelling something at him that someone overheard and thought was a racist slur, and all hell broke loose. But what really happened? How bad was the overreaction reaction this time? The governor of the state of Oregon doesn't think kids should be able to read and add and subtract and dumb stuff like that to graduate high school. Maybe if she keeps churning out dumb kids, one of them will turn out to be dumb enough to be the next governor of Oregon. Lord knows their governor's pretty dumb. And we've got uh, vaccine patrol. Show me your papers in Paris, France. Is that right? Apparently, there's a video a French journalist has put out that shows this. Oh, good times, right? Folks, all I can say is get ready. Put your boots on. And yeah, get ready to kick this pig. And welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagan of the, you guessed it, Daily Gator blog. Let's start out on Twitter. Marina Medvin has put out a tweet. And it is from a French journalist. And there's a little video he has. I don't know when this was done, but it shows French police walking around in masks and, and police uniforms, obviously. And they're walking up to different tables. That looks like a, a cafeteria, like a roadside cafeteria or, or diner or something. Um, but they're asking people for their papers as regard to covid vaccine. Apparently, uh, these are what you call the vaccine passports. So if you're from another country and you've come to Paris or, or you're or, or Parisian, you're a native of there, then uh, apparently to be out eating and not wearing a mask, perhaps you have to have the vaccine proof you had vaccine. Uh, and I gotta say, uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all, but uh, this is not anti-vaxxer stuff. This is basic human rights that are being trampled, civil liberties, the right to move about freely. And I have to say, this is not going to do anything to drive up the the rate of people or, or the number of people or the, the vaccine-hesitant people to go get vaccinated. It's going to make them want to be less cooperative, many of them, because this is just wrong. And the uh, gentleman who put this out, if I look on his Twitter page, Anthony Peon, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word correctly, his last name, but he works for Reuters. And his whole Twitter feed is French, but He's the one that put this, this little video out and has uh, some other stuff on his Twitter feed. And uh, that's just twitter.com 
forward slash Payon, P-A-O-N-E, Antony, capital A-N-T-O-N-Y. So you can go to Twitter and, and look for yourself and see what he has. Of course, there's been some protests over there. and A lot of people not happy with the way things are going in France. Just to let you know, there's some sites out there that kind of exaggerate things and they kind of just are after clickbait. This guy seems pretty sincere and it's a sincere problem. When you're being asked for your papers in a supposedly free country, there's a problem there. And there's many, many officials, politicians, and of course, jackasses like Arnold Schwarzenegger who want you to show your papers. Now, look, if Arnold Schwarzenegger, since we're just mentioned him, if he wants to tell people get vaccinated, if he wants to say get vaccinated or, or, or I'll try to get a judge to order you to watch all my movies or something horrible like that. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he used to pretend to be a Republican. And if he wants people to get vaccinated, he should do a PSA. He should go out there and say, look, I think you should. These are the facts. And this is why I think you should. He should be nice, polite. And if people disagree, they disagree. You know, people do have a right to speak. But uh, he was asked about this recently and about the, some people say, hey, my freedom is is the most important thing to me. <clears throat> and Arnold had very a very eloquent and substantive and typically liberal sounding response. He said very clearly, screw your freedom. Let me say, Arnold, <clears throat> as a vaccinated American. <clears throat> I made that choice. Keyword, my and choice. Personal, private choice, Arnold. So, no, it's not screw freedom, Mr. Schwarzenegger. How about this? Screw you and everyone like you. We don't need any tin pot would be dictators. So, feel free to step off and, uh, you know what, go intercourse yourself, Mr. Schwarzenegger, quite frankly. Uh, I don't care what your damned opinion is. And you know who else I don't care about? I don't care about stupid baseball fans and the stupid sports media, which is almost, well, okay, it's it's as bad as the mainstream media. Let's go to the wonderful blog, Moon Battery, run by Dave Blunt, radical right-winger that he is. Lynch mob riled by Rocky's fan shouting dinger. Now, dinger, you may not know, is not a racial slur, although some people took it as that. I guess because it maybe sounded like something else when it was shouted a couple times at a Rockies game fairly recently. Dinger is their mascot. You know, one of these goofy characters in a goofy outfit, and they entertain the fans at baseball games and basketball games, sometimes football games. Uh, I think the dumbest ever dumb, goofy suit to try to entertain people in the NFL was Colin Kaepernick and didn't go over too well. He just kept kneeling. He wasn't very entertaining. And uh, basically his, his catchphrase was always, feel sorry for me, please. I'm a victim. Pay me lots of money. But anyway, the story goes like this. Blunt writes, at Moon Battery, again, this was from yesterday, no white guy could hate himself enough to commit suicide by shouting the stringently forbidden N-word in public. But to be a liberal means to believe whatever it is politically expedient to believe. 
Let me tell you this. One of my golden rules of life, my friend, leftism is an ideology of convenience. If it's convenient for you to use to spread your, your leftist lies, a leftist will, will use that opportunity, whatever's convenient. Now, here, here Dave Blunt des- describe what happens. <clears throat> there was a fan at Coors Field waved to the Colorado, Colorado Rockies mascot, again called Dinger, D-I-N-G-E-R, Dinger. I'm spelling it so the morons who are, who are so woke, they can't piss without getting offended or, or pretending they're a victim or someone's a victim somewhere or the racism rampant in America. The mascot Dinger and called out his name. Okay, so there's a fan. He sees Dinger, the mascot. Hey, Dinger! Hey, Dinger! And he waves. And because, as Dave Blunt describes it, because the demand for racism, and it's a commodity now, folks, being a victim, calling out, quote, racism, whether it's there or not, is big business. Because the demand for racism against someone other than white people, of course, far exceeds the supply. That's true. There's not a lot of racism in this country. And not only do you have to really look for it to find it, you have to many, many times, maybe even most of the time, make it up. The media is very good at that. But leftists proclaimed that this fan was not yelling Dinger at the mascot named Dinger. He, according to them, was saying something most, most offensive. As Dave Blunt writes, leftists proclaimed that he was shouting the blasphemous N-word. As proof, they screeched that there was a black player at the plate, although the rowdy fan was looking at Dinger, not Lewis Brinson, who is, in fact, a baseball player and is, in fact, black, yes. So you got a black player coming at the plate to bat. Fans yelling at the the mascot, hey, Dinger, hey, Dinger, because the mascot's name is Dinger, because one one, uh, slang for a home run is a Dinger, just like a slang for woke people is Dingbat. Presenting the predictable hand-wringing apology from the Rockies, Dave Blunt writes, along with a video of what actually happened. And this is via the, uh, the website, not the B. <clears throat> and here's the little Twitter, uh, Twitter, the tweet they put out on Twitter. The Colorado Rockies, at Rockies, a statement from the Colorado Rockies regarding the racial slur incident at the end of today's game. Well, even though it wasn't a racial slur, they jump, jumped on their horse and rode around uh, like a modern-day woke Paul Revere yelling, the racism is coming, the racism is coming, be offended, be offended. The Colorado Rockies, they wrote on Twitter, are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Although the subject was not identified prior to the end of the game, the Rockies are still investigating this incident. The Rockies have zero tolerance for any form of racism or discrimination, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected and banned from Coors Field. He also will be called a big poopy head. Actually, I added that last part of my own. But then came along Greg Brady, 
Not the real Greg Brady, I don't think. I don't think it was Marsha Brady. Posey is Greg Brady. Okay, so don't start with the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha stuff, people. But anyway, there's a little video of the fan that uh, was put out on Twitter. And if you click the little button for play, you get video of the fan with some audio. And you see the fan looking towards Dinger. And he's yelling, hey, Dinger. So I guess the Rockies did their own investigation and found this out. All this over nothing. Again, they didn't look at it and say, well, did this guy say that word toward the the Marlins player? And if he had, then kick him out and ban him. That's fine. I would do that if I ran the club. But the assumption, the leap was not towards logic or reason or hold on, settle down. Let's wait and see what happened. Let's get information first. No, it was to side with the idiots that scream racism. And five years from now, you'll be watching some show and some leftist idiot will be up there and they'll use this episode. Hell, Stephen A. Smith might do it on ESPN or uh, his little social justice warrior uh, wannabe trainee. uh, Max Kellerman might do it on ESPN and they'll accuse this fan of doing this. They'll still be pretending this actually happened when it didn't. And Dave Blunt writes, this is the mentality that led to a Cubs fan being, quote, banned for life. If Eric Swalwell was listening, that means banned forever from Wrigley Field for playing the circle game. You know what the circle game is? You have the, if you, you've done it, I did it over and over, a lot, tons of times bartending, because when it's busy and it's loud, you can point at somebody, get, you, they get your attention, you point at them, and do the okay sign and hold it up with your forefinger touching your thumb and the other three fingers up, it means okay. And that meaning, do you need anything else? And they said, no, you're good. So no need to talk or yell or do anything else. You can just communicate that. But there's also a game. You used to have a bar back played this with me. And basically, while you're bartending, this bar back was really, really good. You got four bartenders running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Four gunslingers basically behind the bar. And here's Jesus. And he would uh, grab a bottle and hold it up like you need a new bottle of vodka or something. He'd see me pouring vodka. And he'd hold a bottle of vodka. And I'd, he'd kinda, I'd look over at him. And I'd say no. And then he would take the bottle and drop it below his belt line. And it would have the he'd be doing the okay symbol. And that game is they get to hit you in the arm if you look when they do that. It's a stupid game, but Jesus, who was a great bar back, probably the best I've ever worked with, he loved to do that for some reason. But there's nothing racist about it. Nothing about race at all. It's just a stupid game. But the left decided they were going to, paint Trump supporters as white supremacists because look, they're holding up that sign and that sign's a white supremacist sign. And then of course a lot of people on the right started trolling the left by doing this every chance they got. So the left would hyperventilate and make asses of themselves. So now a lot of people truly believe that the okay sign is is somehow a racist white supremacist 
uh, sign that white supremacists flash to each other. So this guy, the Cubs game, did that and got banned for life. Think about that. And it was a hoax. That's all it was. It got out of hand, I guess. But it is the mentality, Blunt writes, that caused almost every major league baseball player to kneel to the Black Lives Matter thugs as they looted and destroyed, uh, for, uh, fortuitously preventing former fans like yours truly from ever wasting another minute watching the game. Another example of left leftism destroying everything it touches. They ruin everything. It's pathetic. Then he, he reminds us about what he calls Keith Overman, which Dave Blunt calls an authoritarian maniac, Keith Overman. He wants to see head rolls. He really went off on this. Uh, predictably, Brinson himself says the forbidden N-word was used because nothing's more valuable than victimhood. Despite fans sitting nearby confirming that it was not, it was not. They heard the word. It was dinger. Hey, dinger. Hey, dinger. Well, again, this guy, who knows what will happen to him? Dave Blunt writes he hopes the guy's house doesn't get burned down by BLM or Antifa. Because once a potential victim has been identified, the enforcers of political correctness couldn't care less if a thought crime actually occurred. It's not actually being offended. It's not actually being a victim of racism. Doesn't even have to actually be anything racist about it. It's just something they can use to excuse their evil, twisted, and ugly actions. <coughs> and speaking of twisted, ugly, and evil, we will get to Joy Reid, don't worry. I think twisted, ugly, and evil pretty much sums that woman up pretty well. But first, let's go to... <clears throat> Let's go to Roseburg City Council. That's in Oregon. The Roseburg City Council. This came out on August the 8th. So a couple days ago, <clears throat> Monday the 10th is the day they're talking about, is scheduled to discuss possible sanctions against Council President Bob Cotterell. Why is he in trouble? For comments he made about gender identity that had been called inappropriate and transphobic and led calls for his resignation. <clears throat> so what did Mr. Rose, uh, Mr. Uh, Cotterell say during a Roseburg City Council meeting? The comments caused an uproar in the community and caused two two city councilors and the mayor to publicly apologize. On Monday, the council will decide what penalty, if any, Cotterell should face for his comments. First off, if a, if a councilman says something that is offensive, let's assume it's offensive for right now. I don't think it is. But why should other council people feel the need to apologize for something they did not do? Isn't that kind of stupid? That's like uh, if if uh, if you have a brother that beats somebody up in, in fourth grade and you see the person he beat up a year later, you go, man, I'm really sorry my brother kicked your ass. You didn't do it. You're not your brother. Why would you apologize? That makes no sense. And the mayor, too. Of course, the mayor had to jump on. <clears throat> 
According to city code, a city councilor who does not follow proper conduct or council rules and procedures may face several sanctions. Those include not being recognized to speak at meetings. Does that mean they won't let you speak? Or does that mean they'll pretend they don't know you? So if you raise your hand or, or do whatever it is, to get an opportunity to speak, will they say, no, you can't speak? Or will they just say, some peop- some person we do not know, we do not recognize, will speak now. Big and alert. I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, being reprimanded or formally censured by the council. Ooh, a, a harshly worded letter, a scolding. Sounds really painful. Losing commission assignments and having official travel restricted. I mean, really, where's that go in Roseburg, Oregon? I don't know. I've never been there. Might be a good part of town. Might be a good part of the state. Or it could be a hellhole like, like Portland is now. Think the leftists. Cotterell did not return email or phone calls seeking comment for the story. And City Councilor Brian Prowitz said the purpose of the discussion to give members of the council an opportunity to talk about whether Cotterell should face some sort of sanction or other official repercussion from his comments. Prowitz also said he did not want to telegraph his thoughts too much prior to to the discussion, he said, just about all I am willing to say at this time is I would like to see Bob recognize that his comments hurt some of the people he represents and apologize to them. I would also like to hear him agree that he has some things to learn. Uh-oh, retraining classes. Time to go to re-education camp. I would also like to hear him agree that he has some things to learn about the LGBT plus community. Honestly, it it can be as simple as him saying, I realize what I said was not appropriate. And I'm asking, how can I make this better? Oh, no, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my transgressions against the LGBTQ community. Please don't kill me. Really? So what did he say? Isn't that kind of important? You notice we're all the way deep in this story and we haven't for one one second covered anything about what the guy actually said. Well, I want to tell you, folks, see, this controversy goes way back. Back, 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 back in time to June 28th of this year when Cotterell and other city officials were preparing the bi-weekly city council meeting. Does that mean there's bisexuals there when that happens? Is the bi-weekly or like every other week? I, okay, I guess it's bi-weekly, not bisexual weekly. That's that's a magazine probably or something. I don't know. I just don't know. I can't keep up with you crazy leftist kids, quite frankly. Nobody can. But they're preparing for this bi-weekly city council meeting, which is going to be held via something called Zoom. You crazy kids probably know what that is. One of the counselors had misspelled their name on a roster. And another quip that he had considered using a woman's first name in jest. Okay, I'm still waiting for something for someone to be offended over, aren't you? Okay, so here it comes. Here's the big thing, the transgression, the evil deed that Mr. Cotterell 
is in deep, 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 deep trouble for saying. He said, well, that's fine. You're in Oregon. You can be a boy today and a girl tomorrow. Do you hear crickets? I hear crickets. Because I don't hear a damn thing there that anyone should worry about or be offended over. And I have yet to to hear of any real complaints. This seems like the city council members being, oh my God, we better do something. They might come after us. In other words, uh, what's the scientific term for people like that? Penny wastes? I think so. I think that's the perfect description. Sissies? That's another one. Of course, that's probably a transgression I just committed. Noted podcaster says the word sissies. Here comes the council culture crowd. Noted podcaster responds, grow screw yourselves. Uh, Cotterell then, oh, good for him. He doubled down. He dismissed the criticism as an example of political correctness gone too far. He said his stance on gender identity is rooted in something called science which we all know is a bigoted thing now, along with math, and dismiss the notion that individuals should be allowed to self-identify their gender. In other words, certain people will no longer be allowed, or shouldn't be allowed, rather, to make up their gender as they, as ever they feel. Because, again, science is discriminatory. It's just a figment of white men's imagination. It's a tool of white supremacy, along with math. Math, science, only white supremacists conduct themselves and those such things. We're about feelings, damn it. Only feelings. Ay, 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 my friends. Ay, ay, ay. Where does that end? Where does it end? Literally, where does this insanity end? I wish I know. I wish I knew, rather. But let's stay in Oregon, where the governor, well... Kate Brown, she's pretty, uh, she's pretty much, I would say, as smart as a screen door in a submarine. And let's look at why, folks. And away we go with the latest dumb thing. Kate Brown, governor of uh, Oregon. Need I mention she's a Democrat? That kind of explains itself, doesn't it? Here's a story from Fox News. Governor Kate Brown, the Oregon Democrat, signed a bill last month with little fanfare that drops the requirement that high school students prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation. The Oregonian reported that the governor has seemed to avoid discussing Senate Bill 744. Her move to sign the bill was not public until recently because the office did not hold a signing, signing ceremony or issue press releases. The paper also pointed out that the bill was first signed on July the 14th, but not added into the state's database until July 29th due to a glitch in the system. Brown's office did not immediately respond to after-hours emails from Fox News. Okay, I've got my British accent out of the way for today, folks. I'm trying to be entertaining here, people. I really think I could have been a great actor. I could just go into a Class A British accent like that or Irish accent. Uh, even Scottish laddie, I tell you. I... Oh, yeah. I could, I could sound a wee bit like a Scotsman out in the high grass looking for my balls. 
I in a kilt, yeah, on a windy day. Uh, it'll be your lucky day, ladies, to see such a sight. I tell you right now. But anyway, the balls I was referring to, by the way, were golf balls. Golf invented by the Scottish people. So you perverts, watch out. You may get canceled. <clears throat> but what did the bill really do for anybody? So this bill, <clears throat> again, what sense does it make to even have kids go to school if when they graduate high school <clears throat> or before they graduate high school, they need to prove that they have proficiency in basic reading, writing, and as he used to say, writing, reading, and arithmetic. Arithmetic. Math. How are they going to function if they can't read and write and add and subtract, divide, multiply, etc.? <clears throat> These are actual skills you actually need in life. Yet, apparently, Kate Brown, governor of Oregon, doesn't think so. In the month of June this year, state lawmakers voted to approve this bill that suspended the requirements for students for three years. That's from KATU in Oregon. Foundations for a Better Oregon said in a statement at the time that the bill is intended to, <clears throat> listen closely, truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century. So apparently, <clears throat> apparently being able to read, write, add, subtract, do basic math is not a, a skill or not skills that are needed to succeed in the 21st century. Really, how do you budget your, your checkbook? How do you do your banking? How do you do go to the grocery store, pay your bill? How do you do all these things? How do you order at a restaurant? You can't read the menu. How do you communicate over through emails and social media? How do you do that without being able to read or write? <clears throat> Explain this to me, to me, please. But again, the people behind this, the Foundations for a Better Oregon, sounds like a, a leftist group to me, quite frankly. Supporters of the bill insist that considering math and reading to be essential skills, that's unfair. It's an unfair challenge for students who do not test well. <sighs> Look, <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of testing. I remember being in school. I make straight A's for the most part. Sometimes I'd get a little lazy and make a B, but typically it was all A's without a lot of effort. So I always resented at the end of the year, right? You'd have, you'd study and take a test then take a test at the end of the semester, then take more tests, learn more things. Then at the end, you had to take another test over everything you've already been tested on. So you've already proven, you know, this stuff <clears throat> or can do these things, but you have to prove it again. I've always thought it was repetitive and stupid, but, to take that idea that that's repetitive and stupid and waste waste of time 
and extrapolate out of that that reading, writing, and arithmetic, subtraction, etc., aren't really important in life, that they're not skills that kids need. It is utterly brain-led to think such things. Utterly brain-dead. Supporters of the bill insist that considering math and reading essential skills has been an unfair challenge to students who do not test well. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but testing should be easy. You should have like, 20 questions on whatever you're talking about. And if you can't pass a certain number of them, you shouldn't be able to, uh, to move on. You need to do some remedial training and prove that, yes, I can do this. That's not unfair to anybody. And I've always heard these people who don't test well. <clears throat> I guess some people are better at taking tests than others. But I never took a test that I thought was kind of unfair. Except that teacher had an eighth grade who always made you write uh, your answer to history questions or science questions in what she called... Uh, what was the word term she used? Complete sentences. I hated that. So if they said, uh, who was the, who was the American founder who had a famous midnight ride and warned the British are coming me, I would want to write Paul Revere. Correct. Move on. Not her. You had to say the famous, uh, basically had to rewrite the question. The famous founder who had a midnight ride warning the colonists about was Paul Revere. Like, are you kidding me? What a waste of my time to write all that. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. But just repeating the question and then answering it is, to me, useless. <laughs> But here's more on the story. Charles, Charles Boyle, who is the deputy communication director for Governor Brown's office, told the paper in an email that staff from the governor's office informed legislate, legislative staffers about the bill's signing on the day it was passed. Uh, he also said that the new standards for graduation will help benefit the states. Listen closely. This is where the rubber hits the road. It's meant to benefit the states black, <clears throat> indigenous, Latino, Latino X, Latina X, or Latinx, excuse me, Asian, Pacific Islanders, tribal, and students of color, except white. How is it going to help them? Are you saying that children who are black or Latin or indigenous, Asian, tribal, Pacific Island, student of color, you're saying they're not as smart as white kids? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying they're not capable of, of taking a test and passing it? Are you saying that standards that prove you actually learned what you need to learn is somehow racist? Because it sounds like that to me. And really, I think what you're saying, maybe you don't realize it, uh, Governor Brown, you're saying that students who are any of these groups, again, these identities we're so obsessed with today, are too stupid to pass high school. That's what you're saying. So you're being the racist, Kate Brown. Miss Defund the Police in Oregon. Real genius she is. 
the paper's editorial staff urged Brown to veto this bill back in June. <clears throat> and there was an editorial in <clears throat> the paper that read that said in part, Oregon schools were among the last in the country to reopen to in-person instruction during the pandemic. Our legislators should be focused on how to help students regain any ground they've lost after a year and a half of distant learning and hybrid instructions, not on lowering the standards. This is the idea the left loves. You have a group of people, 85, 90% have no problem with it. You have a small percentage who have a real problem with it for whatever reason. <clears throat> They don't apply themselves. They have a learning disability, whatever it is. Instead of finding out how to help them right their ship and raise themselves up, tell, by first by telling them they can do it and we're going to help you do it and you're going to do it. You can't do that. You just have to pretend they're victims. So all the others must change. It's called equity, folks. Used to be called equality. Now it's equity. You must take the successful and tear them down to the level of the unsuccessful. Don't try to raise the unsuccessful up. It's what I've said internationally for years. We're, the U.S. is supposed to pay all these extra taxes, all this extra energy to help raise up third world countries. It never works. <clears throat> so why not use the standard of saying, going to the third world countries and saying, look, you want, you want to be like America. You want to be like South Korea, Germany, other countries of that nature. If you want to be like those countries, then you need to, to do more. Here, look at what they do. You emulate them, copy them. They will, they do better. If you do what they do, you will do better as a nation. It's never done that way. We have to tear everything down to the lowest denominator, not ever raise that lowest denominator up. It's ridiculous. But again, that's what the left wants. The left obsesses about equity. All right. And equity of failure is equity. Equality of, of outcomes is great if everyone's poor and downtrodden, right? Because everyone's the same. It's uniform. Doesn't matter if it sucks, the living conditions, everybody's the same. Same with students. Yeah, they're all stupid as hell. They can't do anything, but they're all equal. So it's better somehow. Because competition and urging everyone to do better and better and better pushing for excellence, for pushing for individuals to excel and overcome issues and, and, and drawbacks and setbacks. That's racist somehow. That's white supremacy somehow now. Again, the racism of the left is so apparent, isn't it? They're not there to help students. They're there to enforce socialism now. That's all this is. It's, it's truly despicable, my friends. And now, let's go to the, I have to think of a good name. How about the Marxist moron of the day, Joy Reid? She really is that stupid, folks. 
Joy Reid, of of course, MSNBS, because, well, The Root would hire her. The Root or The Grio would hire her. But uh, unless you're some racist rag like The Root, you're you're not going to hire a Joy Reid because she has no credibility. And basically all she does is, is throw nasty comments at anyone who disagrees with her and doesn't support it with any facts. Let's go to uh, News Busters. And Joy Reid was talking about, on her show, The Readout, she decided to double down, as Newsbusters writes, on her poisonous narrative that not only are are right-of-center Americans bad people, but they're murderous, they're murderous terrorists, along with a series of like-minded guests. Reid insisted these conspiracy theory-laden savages want to overthrow the government while having their COVID-infected children flood the schools. And here we go with uh, Miss Joyless Reed. She's such an unhappy soul. It's, it's really sad. It really is. My pinned tweet on Twitter says exactly that, that the Republican Party, Representative Swalwell, is harboring that insurgency. And it is a white nationalist insurgency. Let's just be blunt. You have to work with people who pretty much have that on in their offices all day and think that is mainstream beliefs. You work with these people, Congressman. Do you feel comfortable and safe working with people who at minimum are willing to live with that kind of fascism and white nationalism in their party? No, Joy, I don't. Even though, and I've said this a year ago on this program, QAnon would would take over the Republican ideology. And it has. The belief in the inherent evilness of all Democrats and that there's a global cabal that must be destroyed by force of arms, that is now standard throughout the conservative base. So let me prognosticate a little bit more. The Republican Party, you know, I used to joke that they were vanilla ISIS, right? All of these these militiamen and everything out there. They were like ISIS. They were like Al-Qaeda in the sense that they um, radicalized online. They would meet together in secret. And they did all of these activities, which were very much like a terrorist, you know, a terrorist insurgency. Now I think they have shifted. The Republican Party is more like Sinn Féin. There are kids, first of all, too young to get vaccinated. Um, And then there are also kids who have pre-existing conditions who could die from COVID. And there are screaming, sometimes violent parents saying they they want no mask mandates. And they want to be able to send unmasked, potentially contagious kids to school. We got... And there she goes with the mask, mask BS again. Joey, 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 Joey. Having a governor of a state issue a mask mandate is something a lot of people don't like because it's the government, they feel, overstepping its boundaries. If you understood the principles of the founding of this nation, Joy, which you don't, or don't agree with them anyway, then you would understand their concern. A governor of a state not issuing a mandate doesn't mean that the schools and the parents can't work together. If parents really want their kids protected with a mask, I bet they could find a way to to send their kid to school with a mask. I bet teachers on their own could wear masks. Not issuing a mask mandate for the state doesn't outlaw anybody from wearing a mask, Joey. This isn't that hard. 
Of course, this is you we're talking about. Now, on that clip, the initial clip, you had Joy Reid spouting her BS, and you had a really smart guy, Representative Eric Swalwell, saying basically, yeah, that's how I feel, Doey. I feel threatened by those right-wingers. Uh, this is adult who uh, was screwing a Chinese spy. That's how bright this guy is. Like a hot Chinese woman would just come over to America and see you, Eric Swalwell, and go, wow, a really dumb white guy. Can't wait to have, have some of him for lunch, breakfast, and dinner, if you know what I'm saying. So no, Eric Swalwell, no one looks at you and sees a smart man because you're a dummy. You're as dumb as they come. Again, screwing a Chinese spy. Way to go, Eric Swalwell. And you're calling other people a threat to country? Frankly, you shouldn't even be in Congress anymore. You damn sure shouldn't be on any security security councils or be getting any information that's classified because you think with your... Exactly. Exactly. And as far as the other gentlemen you heard talking about... Uh, how militarized, and these are really right winger terrorists now. My God, they're ISIS, they're Al Qaeda, they've turned into Sinn Fein. Uh, good Lord, what a moron. Uh, that idiot, I like using the word idiot, it makes me feel good sometimes. Uh, that was Malcolm Nance, he's an MSNBS contributor which means he gets paid to flap his gums. That's uh, that's what we have now, folks. That's what we have. That's what Joey reads about. That's who the left looks at and goes, she's a hero. She's always talking in the most nasty, negative, hateful terms. And yet she thinks everyone else is potentially violent. I'd be a lot more afraid of Joy Reid than I would any of the, uh, quote, white supremacists who really are. Yeah, there's a few white supremacists out there. They're trash. And I can dismiss them easily because, A, they're trash. B, uh, there's not very many of them at all. But, of course, Joy Reid is there to paint every Trump supporter, every Republican, as, well, a white supremacist. Because it's about attacking American ideals. That's it for me, folks. Don't have any more in the tank today. Thank you for listening. Do appreciate you. I'm not going to bug you with how to contribute today. You know how to. And I thank you if you do. God bless you for it. Remember the three golden rules of life. If you're left, you're like Joey Reed, and you're never, ever going to be right. God bless America. And yes, as always, 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 my friend, go Gators. We'll talk to you soon, most likely tomorrow. We'll see. Tomorrow is Friday. You never know. I may sleep late, like till 7 a.m. or something. God bless you. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you listen. Thank you very much for it. And yes, take care of yourselves. Be good. Behave. And always be wary of the left. Be eternally vigilant. You might just help save our constitutional republic. God bless you all. Take care, my friends.